that you are deserving of anything that you desire, that your desires are breadcrumbs that are gonna help you understand yourself, that your success is inevitable, and all you have to do is get in the game. That's it. All you've gotta do is get in the game. By get in the game, I mean do your inner work. Don't take no for an answer in the sense of like, if you wanna do something, you can do it. Nothing is too unrealistic and your success is inevitable. All you have to do is just find ways to expand and get into alignment, expand, get into alignment, expand, get into alignment, that's it. What is up everybody? My name is Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me Em. I am obsessed with all things spirituality, business, and personal growth. I started the Empower With Them podcast at 21 years old, whilst I was studying my Masters of Architecture at uni. It is fair to say that this podcast catapulted my life in a direction I never imagined possible. Soon after starting this podcast, I dropped out of my degree, quit my nine to five, and started my own business, and in just eight months of starting, became a six-figure CEO. Inside of this podcast, I share insights into the realities of being a 20-something-year-old CEO, along with actionable tips to help you unlock your true potential and create a soul-aligned and impactful life and business. So pull up a seat, put on your headset, and get ready to get empowered. Welcome back to another guest episode on the Empower With M podcast. And I know this one is going to be such a divine and aligned conversation because today's guest is one I'm so excited to introduce you guys to. So I'm going to give you a brief little bio before I officially introduce her. So after a decade of entrepreneurship and five years in corporate sales, Today's guest took the leap of faith and followed her dreams of running her own online astrology and coaching business. And over the last three years, she scaled her passion project into a successful multiple six-figure company. Now, she passionately is in the service of brave, spiritual, ambitious women who know their destiny is to make money doing what they love. So with her signature radical honesty approach, Today's guest shares her wisdom of the mystical with pragmatism and business with soulful consciousness so that you too can uncover your purpose and make it your paycheck. So I am so pumped to talk to today's guest today because she is that beautiful blend of spirituality and business that we love on this podcast. So without further ado, I am so excited to introduce you guys today to Jazz Bori. Welcome, Jazz. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I've never heard my bio like read back to me and I'm like, oh my God, she sounds great. So I'm glad to be here. (laughs) I literally love reading people their bios because it's that like little reminder that we all need that we are freaking awesome and we're doing a great job and to just hear it out of someone else's mouth gives you that like chance to sit with it and just reflect with it, I think. Yeah, 100%. It's definitely... Yeah, I'm just super excited to be here and I'm excited to have a conversation about spirituality and business and purpose and just all the things, all the things that we need to to get into alignment. Mm -hmm. Now, I can't wait to dive deep into today's conversation, but before we do so, obviously I've given your bio intro, but do you want to tell our listeners anything about you and what you do so they can start to connect with who you are on a deeper level? Yeah, totally. I mean, I could go on forever and ever. Um, I'm a Gemini sun, Gemini moon. So that's, you know, you'll probably have to cut me off every now and again. Um, But I'm also a Scorpio rising. So um, I really like to pride myself on my honest, loving, empowering approach. Mm. When it comes to coaching, I think as an astrologer by trade, it's um, an industry and a space within the spiritual community that can feel really what's the word? (laughs) It can just feel really like intangible. It can feel really woo woo. It can feel really meta. And whilst those philosophical pieces of spirituality are incredibly important and invite us to have a deeper conversation with ourselves, I also feel like moving the needle with that information can be really difficult. So I'm just really passionate about sharing the pragmatic side of astrology, which is 
how do you actually use this information, spiritual information to actually move the needle in your career? That's the one thing that I really am passionate about because I mean, up until this year, I was just an astrologer. You know, I I helped people with their inner work and that was really what I did. And what I found during that time was that I loved the conversations about helping people into their careers, helping women in business, start businesses, uh, scale their businesses. I had these people coming to me asking me for, you know, guidance and advice. And those were the conversations that I looked forward to. Those were the conversations Mm -hmm. that lit me up, that I felt energized by. And so I took that, noted that, looked at my chart, did some brainstorming and decided to make the leap fully into specializing in career astrology and um, spiritual business coaching. That's really Mm. where my area of expertise lie. Um, As you said in my bio, I've lived a long life in entrepreneurship and Uh, sales and working for myself and selling myself. I have a very long story around that. We can go into that if you want, Mm -hmm. but um, it just felt so much more aligned with my purpose. Once I uncovered that this was the work that I wanted to do, I did feel that call to go deeper and Mm -hmm. and talking about career and um, spiritual business is just, it's so important because we all deserve to live in alignment with our purpose. We all have a reason for being here um, it's to become the best version of you. Yeah. That's that's the secret that no one tells you. It's like, that, that's your purpose. Um, but to do so through, well, I guess to create a channel of earning and prosperity and abundance and joy and pleasure through that, mm-hmm. through our careers. I mean, what's better than that? Nothing, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I love that um, feeling of alignment that you shared that you stepped into, you know, when you do, uh, how you piece together the astrology and the business, like the career coaching, that feeling of alignment that comes from just like when those pieces click, you know, that's something that I definitely resonate with myself from the start of my journey. But I'd love to learn more about, because you did touch on it, your decade in Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship and your background in sales. Tell me all about that. Like to be in entrepreneurship for a decade. I mean, <laughs> wow. Good on you, I mean, girl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, actively, actively for a decade. So I, before I started coaching, before I was even in corporate sales, mm-hmm. um, I'm a musician by trade. So to be an independent artist mm-hmm. is to be an entrepreneur. You are creating your own art. You're selling your own art. You're branding your own art. And literally, most of the time, you're doing it on your own Mm. and you're making your own music and you're like, there's so much entrepreneurial spirit in being an an independent artist. And I think that that's something that I shied away from for a really long time. I was like, oh no, I was just an independent artist. But what that really meant and what I realized looking back is that that was the foundation of my entrepreneurial endeavors. The reason I wanted to be an artist so badly, a singer, a songwriter, and it's it's something that I still do today, but the reason I wanted to do it so badly is because I wanted to work for myself. That was the whole reason I wanted to do it. I wanted to be center stage, literally and physically, like literally and not so literally. I wanted to have something of my own. I didn't want to answer to people. And so what I realized is so like out of high school, I, I mean, I'd been writing music and I'd been in the entertainment industry since I was like five years old. I booked my mm-hmm. first job that literally didn't go to school for a year, like the whole shebang. Like I've been earning superannuation since I was five. <laughs> like It's crazy <laughs> when I think about it from that perspective. But so I finished up school, went and um, did this full-time performance course, did all the things. And then I, uh, after that, decided, okay, I'm going to go pursue this music thing. So I did. Um, And what I did learn by being an independent artist and pursuing that for, oh God, like seven years at that point, um, I realized that the whole thing that you do as an independent artist is to get a record deal, right? Mm -hmm. That's the whole thing. You want to go, you want to get a record deal. And that just means that you work for somebody. That's that's what it means. It means that you actually don't have any creative control a lot of the time. It means that you have to give up a lot of what you desire and what you want and your vision 
you know, you become a commodity. And so there was something about that that didn't really sit right with me. Um, and I was traveling and I was writing music and I was doing all these things. And um, long story short, I ended up $25,000 in debt. I ended up um, not having um, any sort of like any job that I could go to. I, I ended up in this place after I traveled for like a year where I just was really lost. I was really, really lost. I didn't want to go back to working in bars because that's what you have to do when you're an independent artist. And um, it just wasn't a vibe. So one day I um, I ended up going back and working in bars um, after <laughs> from traveling because I couldn't get a job doing anything else. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I went home one day after having a really shitty shift and just Googled like, what can I do where I don't need experience? Mm. I was about 22 at the time. And I found this like really weird, like it was like a pyramid scheme. Like it was the weirdest (laughs) job. And anyway, it was like, it was in sales. And so I was like, you know what? I don't really care. I just, I just need to do something else that isn't pulling beers. Mm -hmm. So I went and did that. And that led me to having a conversation with a family member who runs a really big company. And he was like, oh, are you good at sales? I said, yes. Um, he works in the automotive industry and he was like, well, there's some really good sales opportunities in automotive. Have you ever thought about that? I was like, nah, but why not? <laughs> so he gave me a number to call. I called that number and I ended up getting a job um, at Mercedes Benz. And then I stayed in that job for five years. And within the first year, I paid off my $25,000 in debt and I was earning six figures at 21, mm-hmm. at 22, sorry. And so I stayed there and I learned And I really, when you're in a sales position, what you do is you basically run a business within a business. So as much as I was backed by this big company, (laughs) a lot of, a lot of it's still, you have to, you have to organize yourself. You have to ask for sales material. You have to ask for all these things. So it's up to you to deliver those results. And if you don't deliver those results, you're going to get put on you know, um, not probation, but you're going to be put on warning. And if it doesn't happen three months in a row, you're out. That's how it works. Right. So I really learned during that time how to, um, run a business. That's really where I learned how to talk to people, how to sell, how to market. I was selling mostly over email and over the phone. So I feel like even that really prepared me to sell online, you know, like not having like a lot of face-to-face interaction with people. And what I realized during that time, because I was fucking killing it, to be honest, I ended up becoming like one of the best salespeople in the country at my job. And I was so much younger than everyone else. Everyone's like, why is this so easy for you? And I was like, I don't know. I just follow the process. I just learn. I just emulate. I just, I was just thirsty to to learn. I had no hangups. I wasn't trying to prove anything to anybody. I was just grateful to be there, to be quite honest. And so anyway, I then went and did uh, and decided, okay, well, if I could sell this amount of money for somebody else, what could I sell for myself? What if I owned the product? What if instead of earning 5, 10, 15% commission, what if I earned 100% commission? Mm. So then my wheels started getting turned, started to turn. And I was like, well, I've been able to sell myself as a musician my whole life. I've been able to, you know, walk, walk into this space and and do pretty well. Mm. What if what, what do I want to sell? What what do I want to do myself? And then I realized, okay, well, maybe um I have no idea what it is that I'm would want to sell other than music. I had no idea. And so I did a lot of inner work. I had my spiritual awakening and that really led me to astrology, which helped me understand myself. And that really, like the rest is history from there. I started doing readings and just, and then I left my job. I left my job, uh, I want to say like a couple months into the pandemic Mm. Um, and it took off. (laughs) It took off. Amazing. So yeah, it's been a long ride, but being an entrepreneur, I think is something that I've always wanted to do. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's, it's something that I, I love. 
Mm. So obviously that was like a bit of a journey you went through, you know, between being a musician and being a sales rep as well. And ultimately like what was that, 10, 15 years all up? Yeah, so it's hard to say. I would say uh, intentionally about just over 10 years because I've been doing this for three years. I was in sales for five years, so that's eight years. Mm. I was definitely doing the music stuff longer than two years before that. So, yeah, over a decade. The reason why I highlight that is because I think so many people like look at someone, let's say, for example, because, you know, obviously your coaching business took off really quickly and people might look at that and go, oh, why did she take off so quickly? Why did she get results that quickly? And and I can't. But then they don't see that back end, like everything that builds you up to that point. So um, how, how do you believe that that, you know, 10 intentional years before starting your coaching business really did contribute to that success you've now seen? I think the biggest thing was my confidence. Mm. Um, I think when you grow up in an entertainment industry, you have to portray being confident whether you feel it or not. I mm. think that some of the things that, yes, can sometimes be toxic around, like, you know, the show must go on, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that really helped me in my business yeah. because it allowed me to – it allowed me to remember that I can trust myself even if I don't have all the answers. Mm. So it allowed me to take risks and that unwavering confidence of just go and show people the best version of you and do your best and um, trust yourself and uh, all of those those lines that you're hearing in showbiz, in, in quotation marks, those are what really built me to be the confident version of myself that I am that allows me to just literally do wild shit. <laughs> like I don't I don't really second guess myself when I want to when I have a new dream. Yeah. You know, when I want to make a pivot. It's not to say that I don't get scared, but I think I just know how to how to move with it. Yeah. Because from a subconscious level, Literally since a child, I've been told you can do this. You can do whatever you want. Um, mm. You just got to trust yourself. You've just got to train hard. You've just got to mm. – I've had those ingrained in me from such a young age. And that's not to say that those things can't be built. Yeah. You know, confidence is not something I was born with necessarily. It's something that was really bred into mm. me. So I think that is what's really helped me is that ability to go, you know what? I can do this and to play, you know, I don't feel like I don't deserve to play in this game Mm. because I've done the work. Mm -hmm. I love that point you mentioned about confidence isn't bred into you because at the end of the day, we're all born with an even playing field. We're all born as like, you know, the same level of this, same level of that. No one's born with confidence. As you said, it's something that you do develop and um, you have to choose to step into as well. Like that's a big part of developing. It is choosing to have that confidence in yourself also. So um, I love that you shared that one there. It's definitely a big journey you've been on and I can tell that um, it has shaped you so much and you have, um, it's it's influenced so much of who you've become now, which is something I love to look back on with everyone's journeys and my own journey and all of that. So something I did want to touch on was you mentioned risks before as well. Mm. You mentioned that you have the confidence to take risks and you put that trust in yourself. So what are some of the biggest risks that you've taken since starting your coaching business? <laughs> oh my god starting it <laughs> um I mean so many um yeah. it's funny because the word risk and I like to kind of turn things on their head the word risk I only see them as risks in hindsight mm. I think I had this naivety that really served me um in a way that 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 unshakable self-trust of like I can do this mm. Um, but when I left my job, that was crazy. Like when I look back, it's not something I would recommend to other people to do it in the way that I did it. It worked out because it was divine timing and I put in a lot of effort Mm. to prepare myself energetically, financially, all the things to leave that very abundant corporate job that I was in. Mm. 
So that would be my biggest one though. The -hmm. biggest risk I took was um, not just starting my business, but but going all in on my -hmm. business and my dreams. Because up until that point, I wasn't the astrology girl. I was the girl who did music. That wasn't who I was. That's what pe- not what people knew me for. People still will see me today and be like, oh, how's your music going? They don't even ask yeah. about my business. You know what I mean? They don't yeah. even know. So it was a full-on identity shift, not just for me, but also for my family, for my yeah. friends, for people who knew me. So there was not just the risk of, oh, am I going to make money? It was the risk of, am I going to still be loved and accepted? And I had to have Mm. really big conversations. You know, I had to sit my parents down and say, hey, this is something I want to do. Will you still love me if I do it? Because I'm worried that you Mm -hmm. won't. I asked them point blank and they were like, of course we will. Yeah. And I encourage everybody, I encourage my clients all the time to have those conversations with the people that you're worried are going to have an opinion. Because I feel like risk, risk is inevitable. Like you have to jump, um, but don't jump without that parachute, Mm. you know? So I was really, I guess, lucky with the divine timing that I was saving for a house at the time with the partner that I had at the time that ended. Mm -hmm. And so I had this big lump sum just sitting in my bank account. And I was like, well, you know what? If I don't make a sale for a year, yeah. I can live off this. Yeah. You know, I was really lucky in that sense. Um, I had all of those, those things there. I had the conversations, all of that, but I was still quitting the job that you don't quit, mm. that every girl in the industry that I was in was fighting for, literally. The day I handed in my resignation, three people went to my boss and asked for my job within wow. the same half an hour. Um, and then... Uh, and I was doing so in the middle of a pandemic mm-hmm. uh, to be an astrologer online. And I had uh, 500 followers. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> let's just do this. But I had had a $4,000 month. Yeah. So I had all, I had to weigh the crazy, the risky stuff and be like, okay, how can I ground this in safety and security? So mm-hmm. that I know I have a parachute because I'm going to jump. I want to jump. Yeah. And if I don't jump, it's going to feel like shit. So I've got to jump. Mm-hmm. How can I make this risk feel as safe as I possibly can? How can I prepare myself Yeah. Um, so that I can move? Mm. Does that answer your question? I don't oh, know if that, it really answered your oh, question. Oh, <laughs> it my question. Yeah, it's all about uh, taking risks but calculated risks, you know. Yes. Like, um, it's very much like I can resonate with that completely. I don't know how much you know about my um, journey to stepping into entrepreneurship as well, but I was studying a master's degree, working in the industry already that, you know, had such a solid job before even like being fully um, qualified and I was like, no, nah, I can't, I can't be in this space. And so I had set the intention of this is when I'm leaving, I'm going to save and create a security blanket so then I can take this leap. I can go all in. I ended up spending, I ended up investing my entire $10,000 that I had saved. I invested the whole thing into a coach when I did take the leap. And I'm like, even to me, that was still calculated because yeah. I had two options, like have that security blanket to fall back on or invest it and make it back, you know, and, and be able to move myself f- further forward more. So I completely resonate with what you shared there about the um, the calculated risks and also the identity shifts as well. And I think there's many people who will be listening to this podcast because I know a lot of my audience is, uh, you know, that aspiring entrepreneur who's wanting to make that leap out of that nine to five space. I think your story about taking that risk and leaving behind that super secure, like high paying job is really going to speak to so many of them. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. My pleasure. My pleasure. It's, it's, it's a story that I feel like a lot of people can resonate with no matter where they are in their journey. And the other thing as well, I do want to say too, is like energetically I prepared, I did Reiki once a week for like six weeks before I left, before I handed in my resignation. I, it's not to say that I didn't feel the fear. Like I did, I really, really did. Um, and it was it was not an easy decision at all. I also had just started dating somebody and wanted him to move in with me. 
Like, so I was like, hey, babe, um, I know I've, and we'd only been dating for like maybe three months or something, not even. And yeah. I was like, cool, move to Sydney whilst I quit my job and be an astrologer online and give this thing a crack. <laughs> Live with me whilst I do that. And he was like, yeah, sure. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's, it's, um, there was a lot, there was a lot that went into it. I risked a lot of stuff, but I did so in a calculated way. I did everything that I could to make sure that I felt energetically grounded, financially grounded, spiritually grounded, physically grounded, you know, all of the things I I did all of that stuff just to make sure, because yeah, you don't want to be taking silly risks, um, that, you know, are all heart and no head, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that. I absolutely love that. And that preparation is everything, you know, like priming yourself to take that leap, building your confidence, addressing whatever fears are there instead of just trying to like push him back down, actually face them and, and understand what, what am I fearing right now? And is this something, how can I overcome this? Because there's always something that we can overcome as well. So Again, thank you for sharing that story. And what I'd love to hear more about, obviously, because astrology is your area of expertise, Hmm. you know, how you actually integrate that in business. And I wrote it down at the start of the episode as well, because you um, introduced yourself sharing, obviously, your star sign and what your Hmm. rising is and all of that. Now, I know I'm a Pisces and that's as far as I know. (laughs) So can you explain to us, like, what is the rising and all of these other flashy things that you shared with us earlier? Yeah. So the way that I like to use astrology when it comes to our career Hmm. is Firstly, grounding in the reminder that your whole chart is your purpose. Mm -hmm. So if you're in the business of making your purpose your paycheck, as I like to say, you're in the business of becoming completely who you are and finding a way to earn money through through your dharma, through Mm -hmm. um, what your soul came here to learn, through you becoming the best version of yourself. That's what you're really talking about. So... When I talk about career astrology, yes, there are certain parts of your chart that help you um, understand Mm. career more specifically. We have houses that are dedicated to it, money, all those sorts of things. But career astrology really asks you to look at your whole chart Mm -hmm. as a indicator and as a tool to help you get into greater alignment in your life and your business and your relationship and your whatever. You can look through the lens of whatever you're wanting to accomplish at your whole chart. And when I, when we, instead of go like, what placements do I look at and start to go, okay, how do I lean into this more deeply in my career, in my relationship, in my whatever, that's really where the magic comes online because then you're holistically approaching whatever it is that you're approaching. Mm. So that's the first piece. So when we look at something like your sun, moon, and rising, Mm -hmm. great place to start. If you've never looked at your astrology as it pertains to your role in your business, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, how you make money, your sun, moon, and rising is a great place to start because it allows you to look at the foundational parts of your essence. That's Mm -hmm. what your sun, moon, and rising is. I like to call it the Holy Trinity. (laughs) I like to call it just that foundational piece. If your sun, your moon, and your rising are happy and illuminated and you're in alignment with them, you're in a really good spot. Like that's like the best, that's like the first piece, right? So your sun sign is really how you shine. So if you want to be a, a coach or you want to be an entrepreneur, why would you ever go into something where you don't shine? Mm. That's about playing to your strengths, Yeah. okay? Finding something that you're good at, finding something that satisfies your ego a little bit. That's what your sun sign is about. So when you look at the archetype, the sign of your sun sign, that's going to help you understand. So I'll use you as an example. Mm -hmm. Pisces. Mm -hmm. Pisces is about spirituality. It's about mysticism. It's about uh, artistry. It loves to connect emotionally. It is the most um, ascended sign. It's the last sign in the zodiac. So there's a deep sense of like soulful wisdom. So for you, 
in order for you to shine in this life and in your career, you honoring not just your intuition, but your connection with the universe, God, whatever, spirit, energy, being able to be moved and, um, and even transmute through that more metaphysical channel is extremely important to you, mm. right? Yes, being a business coach. Now, that doesn't mean you, you can't be literal because <laughs> we don't know what your moon and your rising is, right? But mm. there is an element of, of subconscious, intangible, emotional, uh, almost psychic, mm intuitive instinctual behavior that has to be honored in order for you to truly shine right and pisces is literally the artist um of of the zodiac it it wants to be abstract and it wants to yeah it's the opposite of being literal and it's and it's a deeply spiritual sign it rules spirituality and our connection with the universe so that has to be honored it has to be honored in order for you to fully express yourself um, in your career because that's where your ego is going to feel good mm. and that's where you're going to shine. Does that land? Yes. And every <laughs> single thing like that you mentioned there as well to describe um, a Pisces, like I was like, oh my gosh, she she knows me. <laughs> She's right through me. Um, but that makes total sense. So really it's like uh, an indication for you of what, is in alignment with you versus what is out of alignment for you. So then you can act in alignment and recognize when you are out of alignment. Yeah. So for someone like you who has a Pisces sun, you're going to want to make sure that you have a meditation practice, that you're able to ground, that you're able to go into that subconscious, um, that in order for you to shine, being connected to your subconscious beliefs and healing and evolving and all of that sort of stuff is really important to you. So that's your sun sign, right? And then you have your moon sign. So your moon sign is what motivates you. Mm. Yeah. So what's emotionally connected to your goal? Mm. The thing that your ego wants you to achieve and Mm. have and become and and shine through. Why is your moon sign? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if we're not connected with our moon sign, what can happen is we can end up chasing goals that just our ego wants. We can end up... um, keeping up with the Joneses. You can end up meditating every day because you think that's what you need to do, Mm -hmm. right? But your moon sign, the archetype that runs, that that rules your moon sign helps you understand, okay, what's the internal motivation? What's the thing that propels me and, and provides momentum towards those goals? Because when we look at the moon sign, the moon sign is, is who we are when we're with ourselves, yeah. You know, a lot of people will identify more with their moon sign than their sun sign yeah. because your sun sign is how you shine and who you're here to become. We're not always fostered, depending on what our experience is. That's not always fostered. But your moon sign is who you are when you're with yourself in the privacy of your own, in the privacy of your evolution, right? So getting into deep contact with that helps you understand the motivation of your why, why you do things, why you want to be a coach, why you want to start a business. Mm -hmm. That's going to be different for everybody. And Mm -hmm. so understanding that archetype and the house and all of those sorts of things can be really powerful Mm -hmm. for that. And then lastly, your rising sign. Your rising sign is your superpower. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So think about Marvel, Thor, Mm -hmm. Thor's hammer. Only Thor can pick that up. Right. And it's like this, fucking weapon (laughs) that is what your rising sign is like your rising sign if you can lean into your rising sign it's your superpower it's the suit that you put on to get you to conquering your soul's purpose Mm -hmm. right if we're not picking up our rising sign we'll find it very difficult to stay motivated and honor our moon sign and become and propel ourselves into the sun sign. So I like to say like your rising sign is like um, the match mm-hmm. and your moon sign is the gasoline. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's like you need those two to get you into that sun sign. And that's why it's this beautiful sort of like 
holy trinity, as I say, and foundation to really making sure that you're being honored. Because the thing about entrepreneurship is if you're not honoring what actually you actually desire, what's on your heart, what you're good at, if you don't have awareness of what you're not good at, like all of this stuff, you're going to end up in a business that you don't actually love. You know, you're going to be selling something that you're not passionate about. And even if you do make a lot of money, it's not going to feel satisfying because those parts of you aren't satisfied. Yeah. Simple as that. I hope you're enjoying this episode and all the golden nuggets jam-packed inside. If you're an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur who is wanting to build a business in the online space that is in total alignment with you spiritually, physically, energetically, and financially, then I want to connect with you. If you head to the episode description of this podcast and click the work with me form, you can schedule a complimentary call with myself to have a chat and start mapping out your next steps to create the business and lifestyle of your dreams. I offer two main levels of mentorship that help entrepreneurs build six-figure online businesses. This includes my one-to-one private coaching and my business academy, the Aligned Coaching Academy. And guess what? I have a special seat reserved inside these spaces specifically waiting for you. So stop waiting and start doing. Let's get to know each other and start turning your dream business into your reality. If you're not yet ready to jump on a call, then that's so fine. I invite you to shoot me a message over on Instagram at EmpowerWithEm so we can get to know each other just a little bit better over there first. Now that's all from me. So make sure you go fill out the work with me form and then get back to today's episode. Wow. I love everything you just shared there. And uh, something that stood out to me a lot as well was chasing your ego's version of success versus your soul's mm. version of success and how having awareness around each of these um, parts of your sign can really help you find that clarity around what it is that your soul does desire. I went through a whole journey <laughs> in my first year of business where I started very in alignment with my soul's version of success. But then um, as it happens, when you get stuck in the go, go, go and the hustle of things, you can shift from that. And then I very much was being driven by my ego's version of success. And that took me so far, but then it also led to a point of crashing. And so this past like eight months of this year has been huge for me and just starting to um, reconnect with what that soul's version of success is for me. So what I'd love to know is like, from your perspective, how can someone go about finding that balance and finding mm-hmm. what their soul's version of success is so they're not being too distracted by that of their ego? I think the first piece is really getting to know your astrology because when you get to know your astrology, you get to know yourself. Mm -hmm. So there's things that you'll look at in your chart and you might not resonate with them, but that's fine because that's your chart for the rest of your life. You could look at that same, it's like reading a book, right? The book that you, you could read a book at 18 and then read it at 80. It's going to hit different, Mm -hmm. right? Because of your experience. So I think being in close relationship with your chart is really, really powerful to really help you along that way. But can you repeat the question again? Because there's something that else that came through to me. Yeah. So um, differentiating between your ego and your ego. Version of success. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's the first piece because through that self-awareness and, and I call this self-mastery, it's the first thing that I lead anybody through in my work is like... You can have the business, the career, all of the things. And sometimes even when we're in business, we have to come back to that self-mastery and be like, okay, this has gotten stale. This has gotten old. So I think it's the acceptance that you are going to always evolve, Mm -hmm. that you are always constantly discovering new parts of yourself so that you can be aware that the process of business is constantly discovering what lights you up, what Mm. you don't like, what you do like, that we go through seasons, right? Mm. So I want to really drive home that there is no like answer, like right answer for this because what lights your soul on fire now might not light your soul on fire in a year from now, Mm -hmm. right? Like I went through that when I was like just teaching astrology. I was like, I don't really want to talk to people that much about 
relationships in astrology. Like my biggest bane of my existence is when someone's like, can you tell me if I'm compatible with my partner? I'm like, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I hate, I'm like, no. You know, I'm I'm like years. I would go I might have a crush, I'd go on Google, what's their star sign? Are we compatible? I'm like, what are you doing? You know, like to me, and like some astrologers are really passionate about that, right? And in the beginning of my business, I didn't really care. I just wanted to talk about astrology. Like that's what motivated me was just helping people. And then through helping people, I started to realize what was more um what was more interesting to me was helping helping women. And then I was like, actually, it's helping women in their careers. Actually, it's helping entrepreneurs. Actually, it's this person. It's getting more and more refined yeah. as I start to get to know myself and continue to do the thing. Yeah. Right. But you're only gonna know that if you start, if you start, if you begin, yeah. if you just take action and you jump in. Yeah. So I think that we can see astrology as this sort of like as answers. Mm. And it's not. It's a tool that you get to pick up to have a deeper conversation with yourself around what you're desiring because yeah. that desire is going to get lit up in different ways for what is happening in the sky, what's happening in your life, what's happening, what the universe is presenting yeah. you. Like there's a whole bunch of shit that can, that um, impacts our charts. Yeah. So there's no right or wrong way. It's not like, oh, now I have this information and now I'll know what to do. You may have clarity on the next step. Mm. But it's about getting in deep, um, deep relationship with yourself and your chart is like the easiest way to do that because it's literally like a science, like it's right in front of mm-hmm. you and you just sort of connect the dots, right? And you, you mm-hmm. know, either do your own research or get someone like me to come and help you. But it's, um, I think it's important to understand that I know for me, I think I'm a perfect example. I love teaching astrology, but then that got really old. Yeah. And so by continuing to do that, I was honoring the egoic part mm. of my son. Oh, the thing that makes me money, the thing that people want to talk to me about all the time, the thing that, you know, yeah. the thing that brings people in. But all I wanted to do was just help people start businesses. Yeah. And talk about astrology too. But if I was going to talk about astrology, I want to talk about it in the context of career. I didn't want to talk yeah. about it in any other way. Yeah. So that's how the desires um, evolve. Mm-hmm. And you have to surrender to that to continually work with your chart. It's not a get a reading, everything's fixed. Mm-hmm. Look at your chart, run everything once everything's understood. It, that's just not how it works because mm-hmm. you're changing and you're evolving and life is happening. And actually your chart is getting impacted differently at every moment of every day Mm. so so there's a flow does that make sense oh so much sense I'm like writing down so much where we can uh take all this I'm loving this conversation um before we do move on to the question that I have though like I just do want to address that um you need to give yourself that space to move you know like yes I'm into business and I see this all the time with even my own clients and they come in and they're like oh, like, I don't know what niche to be. I have to pick one. I need to be this or I need to be that. And it's like, you don't need to be anything, you know, give yourself the space to explore and to experiment and to um, move around. I mean, the amount of times I've changed what kind of coach I am and I'm still forever changing what kind of coach I am because the more that you develop yourself, the more that you um, learn about yourself and the more you go through this business journey, you're going to be um, realigning time and time and time and time again, like you shared. So I think that's such an important thing to address but what I'd, uh, what I'd love to I, Can I just, I yeah. want to add to that because I feel like so many people, I hear this all the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm a Gemini. I don't want to niche down. Like that's like my yeah. version of the like. Niches are, the riches are in the niches. I just, that's my version of like hell is, is yeah. telling me that I can only talk about one thing. Yeah. Like absolutely not. So I think that, and I've seen this. I wonder if you've noticed this too. And I yeah. don't know. Maybe this is my Scorpio rising coming out. I love to just like point shit out and just like, you know, take the take the veil off and be like, look at this, you know. Um, one thing I saw a lot, right, is um, a lot of people, when Reels started first coming out, everyone wanted to be a real coach. There was a lot of Reels, real coaches. Yeah. Every, my whole thing's around Reels. Mm-hmm. And that's great, mm-hmm. you know, that they – I know that a lot of those coaches made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those coaches now – have either changed their niche mm. because it didn't, it's, it's not going to last forever 
mm-hmm. they're sticking with it and they're struggling mm-hmm. or they quit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that is, well, the first one is what you want to do. You want to be able to evolve to pivot. My number one thing I tell my, like any of my entrepreneurial clients is you must be flexible yeah. and malleable as yeah. an entrepreneur. Because an mm-hmm. entrepreneur means I love business and I like to be innovative and I like to serve and uh, a need and um, create solutions. Yeah. That's what you're passionate about. You're not passionate about astrology or reels or business. Or like, yeah. that, you're not what you're passionate about. Those are just vehicles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're really an entrepreneur, you have to be malleable enough to pivot. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not open to evolving and you're not in that game constantly of being in deep relationship with yourself, like what I like to call self-mastery. Yeah. You're going to quote unquote fail because you're attached to your niche. Yeah. Your niche is just a vehicle. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be an entrepreneur whether I'm an astrologer or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'll do something else, you know, and I probably will. Like, You know, so it, and it's, it's, that's the power of astrology, really, when you know it and you know how to work with it, you know, that it's not about putting you in a box. It's actually the opposite of what it is. Then you can start to work with this stuff to help you move forward and, and refine and evolve and pivot and grow and have fucking fun along the way, you know, (laughs) it's not that serious. And I so agree with all of that as well. You know, like, this is the thing we're not in a nine to five job if you don't like change and if you're not able to adapt to change then a nine to five job is where you probably are going to be better fitting right mm-hmm. and I say that not in a nasty way or in a rude way just in a factual way right um and that is because business is going to push you and stretch you and um times are forever changing people's needs are forever changing markets are forever changing like it's just this constant world of change and you need to be able to um adapt and change with that otherwise you are going to be left behind so I love how you did mention that there and it literally like transitions in perfectly to what I was going to ask you before anyway and that's (laughs) how do we surrender to change right like Mm. we need to be able to surrender to it so how can someone actually embrace surrendering to change oh This is something that I have moved through so deeply um, in my life, in my business. And I think this might be, again, a little bit of an odd answer, but change is inevitable, Mm. right? So the only thing that is constant is change. So if we want to surrender to change, what we're doing is we're just surrendering to the natural state and the natural order of life. That's what we're doing. So when you're resisting change, because change can sometimes feel really great. Mm. Oh my God. Um, I got this amazing podcast opportunity and now my business blew up. That happened to me, right? That's a good change. So, oh, now I'm all about change. But then when it's change that I don't necessarily want or I think I don't want, then it's bad. So I think we have to remember that change is not like good or bad. Yeah. Right. We, we want it in some instances. We don't in others. That's totally fine. But I think we have to firstly just come back to the remembrance that we can trust that change is going to happen. Mm. And I always view change. And I have a problem sometimes in my life of like (laughs) creating chaos for myself. So um, that's something I'm moving through. But that's something that I've always grounded in. It's like I can trust the changes that I don't pursue myself, right? The changes that come to me that feel really, oh, my God, crazy. And and I don't want to surrender to it. And I don't want to resist to it. That they're actually spiritually given, Mm. right? And when I say spiritually given – Yes, if you believe in the universe and God or whatever, it, it's it's that entity that's going to be giving it to you. But even if you don't, right? If you're someone who's really pragmatic and you're like, fuck this spirituality shit, like nothing happens, you know, everything's a coincidence and whatever, 
think about the force that grows the tree, Mm. right? Like you can literally water that fucking tree all you want and stare at it and tell it to grow, but there's nothing that you can do. You have to surrender to the natural order of how trees grow. Like (laughs) you can, you you can, you know, make sure it's got enough sun and all these Mm. things. But at some point, it's not up to you. Yeah. Right? If the rains come, the rains come. Mm-hmm. If the sinkhole opens up and the tree's gone, then it's gone. There's nothing you can do about it, right? Yeah. But we have to understand that, that, that not everything is our job, mm. right? Like we get to delegate to the universe. And mm. that is really leaning in to the surrendering of change. Okay, I'm not just going to surrender. I'm actually going to delegate to the Mm -hmm. universe. And I do this all the time. I say to myself, okay, what am I doing? What is the team doing? What is the universe doing? Mm -hmm. Because there is part of this that I cannot control. Yeah. Like I cannot control everything. I can sell to the cows come home. I can send a million emails. I can post a million reels. I can do all that stuff. But if it's not meant for me, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. right so I'm going to lean into that and so that's what I would would say is the practical of what are you delegating to the universe what are you trying to control that you know you can't mm. that is how you surrender to change and you stop resisting like I said the natural order of things mm. and your chart and astrology is really powerful I'll bring it back to astrology for a second because you can look at the transits with mm-hmm. what's going on and if you can see you've got you know, I don't know, a Pluto transit or whatever, mm-hmm. and you do some research around it and it's about surrendering and it's about this and it's about that and you're not doing that at that time, that can give you that permission, that uh, affirmation that you need to just relax on this one yeah. and focus your energy somewhere else and let the universe take care of that. Mm. Um, so, yeah. What I love uh, about that is how you address that some change is forced upon us, some change is more so in our control to trigger. And personally, I find that the change that's forced upon us is so much easier to surrender to versus the change that we actually have to, um, I guess, take control of ourselves. you know, like take, pull the trigger on ourself. Um, and I think it really comes back to, I guess, like attachment to wherever yes. we're at in that moment. So is there anything that you'd want to bounce back to do with releasing that attachment and and being able to just fully surrender I think it comes back to faith faith in self faith in the process faith in the universe faith in I don't know your crystals I don't know faith where's your faith yeah that's that's the question um I ask myself all the time like full transparency I'm going through a real transformation (laughs) In my life, I think I'm getting a peak of my Saturn return and it's fucking intense. Like literally like Sundays, I just cry now. That's what I do. Like it's crazy. And I was saying to my partner, I was like, I just don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't want to keep crying. I don't want to feel like I'm drudging so much up. I'm doing a lot of inner work right now Mm -hmm. and I'm preparing for the next phase of my life. I'm, um, I want to buy a house. I want to get married. I want to have a baby, you Mm. know? hopefully within the next two years, like that's like, you know, I'm like ready, you know? And what I realized is, you know, I was resisting this change. Mm -hmm. I was like, I've got to be that 25 year old version of myself who just cares about work. (laughs) That's just not my, my values are changing. It's not that I don't care about my business, but my business is serving a different, is serving a different, um, a different function Mm. for me now it's evolving yeah you know and I've been experimenting with letting my business hold me I took a week off no Mm. social media no emails nothing and I booked podcast interviews I made money my team was amazing the Monday I came back, I did, I did had like an hour and a half of work. I had less work than what I normally do when I'm in my business. Yeah, I love that. So when we talk about how, it's faith. 
Faith in what you've created, faith in yourself, faith in your team, faith in your audience, faith in the faith. Yeah. And how can you up your faith? So whatever your practice is, is it looking at the transits? Is it meditating? Is it hanging out with your partner? Is it um, hanging out with your family and your friends? Is it journaling? Is it what makes you feel like you can trust and have faith? Mm. That's going to be different for everybody. Mm. And if you're struggling and you want to look at part of your chart for that, Look at what's happening in Virgo and Pisces. <laughs> That's what I would say. <laughs> Honestly, like you're speaking to me on a spiritual level right now because I'm going through much like yourself, like another major transformative. We're all going through it. Oh, I can tell you right now. And yeah. I just want to like put the word out. I'm going through it. Mm-hmm. Um, You just said you're going through it. I've had so many of my entrepreneurial friends quit. Yeah. Um, change niches, um, explode. Like there's been, there's a lot of change. And I think it's because the nodes right now Mm -hmm. um, are in Taurus and Scorpio. The South Node's in Scorpio. It's Mm going to be here for still a little while. Like I think at least for another year, nine Mm -hmm. months, I think. Yeah. Just off my memory. And that's all about transformation. Yeah. So we're going through this really big transformation, um, like holistic transformation, like a yeah. big transformation to think that your business and your and your your money and your clients and your everything isn't gonna it's it's affecting everything, but it's all to it's a death for a rebirth for something new and to mm-hmm. help us gain more power. Mm. Yeah, honestly, that like uh the allowing that old parts of yourself to yeah. die and and to grieve that and to move forward is one of the hardest things to do my sort of like transition I feel like I'm uh your past transformation right now I'm stepping into that 25 year old me who is like just fully wanting to be all consumed by business and purpose and service and all of that. And um, that's creating a lot of rifts in a lot of different aspects of my life, which are making me have to face really hard and challenging questions about, well, what do I want? You know, like it's a I want to say something to that because if you resonate with that part of my story, one part of that story I didn't share was that during that time that my business blew up and I was in that space of like, I just want to serve and it's all about purpose and it's about deepening and it's about pursuing and innovating and creating and going. I uh, had to quit my job, mm-hmm. right? Which means I had to give back my Mercedes Benz, which means I had to move out of my penthouse apartment, which means I broke up with my partner who I'd been with for three years. I moved back into my brother's childhood bedroom. Like it was, it was go from penthouse apartment in the city to back home in your brother's childhood bedroom. There was a lot externally that felt like I was failing, but I felt so on purpose because I was doing it in the pursuit of my God honest truth. Mm -hmm. And so the minute I let go of all of that, it was probably six weeks after I'd fully quit my job. Mm. Well, let's say this. Within six months, I was book I was booked out to the point of burnout. Mm. <laughs> like I was doing eight hours of sessions a day. I wasn't prepared. Yeah. I had that problem. So it can change so quickly. And I think the more that we surrender to it and the shift and the change and the stickiness like it's Virgo season. I don't know when this is coming out, but right now it's Virgo season. So you need to just like clear that shit out, detach, let go. If it's not contributing to the service, if it's not contributing to the purpose, if it's not contributing to the, to the be all and end all of what you truly want. See ya. Bye. Mm. It's done. It's just like choosing to be unattached. Cause Mm. if I'd stayed attached to all of those things, oh my God, Mm. oh my God, I don't want that life. Mm-hmm. I needed to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. 
I'm glad that I gave it to you. It's uh, something that I think I've known and felt for a long time, but it's been hard to get to that point to like admit it. And then now like this other battle of uh, like releasing that feeling of being selfish for the actions I choose to take. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I will say as well before that, because that all happened probably over six months where I got rid, I left the apartment, the jobs, all the things. But before that, there was about six months really probably longer, but a a decent amount of six months where I was in what you're feeling, that dissonance of like, I'm not happy, I'm not happy, but I'm too scared Mm -hmm. to let go, but I'm not happy, but it's too (laughs) scary on the other side, what's on the other side? And you actually need that. Yeah. You actually need it. You need the trial and the tribulation to have the triumph. Like Mm. it's not to say that we have to suffer, but it's to say that we will all suffer. And so what is the lesson, you Mm. know? And it becomes a lesson as soon as you move, mm. that's when it becomes a lesson. You're in the learning until you actually, you know. So if you feel like you need to stay in the learning for a bit longer, then stay in the learning. Mm. But it will become a lesson. It, it's something I always say whenever I'm struggling with something. This is the story I'll tell. These are the stories I'll tell. These are the stories I'll tell. Mm. You know, yeah. just because it just reminds me that, and this is the power of being a coach too, is that you're you will like this is you earning your stripes as an entrepreneur. Mm. This is you. This is what will validate your wisdom. Yeah. So don't wish it away. Yeah. You know, find ways to, to love it and to accept it and to lean into it. Yeah. Um, and move, move through it too. Yeah. Look, it's been a solid eight months of learning for me and, uh, <laughs> uh, many, many things are screaming at me now saying it's time for that action. And, yeah. um, yeah, so everything that you shared there, that that really landed for me. So thank you for sharing that there. And um, I don't even know how long we've been talking for now. I think we're like just on the brink of an hour. So we probably okay. have to start. <laughs> I mean, I could sit here and I could talk to you literally all day. I feel like this has just been such an aligned conversation and your energy is just so beautiful as well. I feel so um, comfortable to just talk and open up with you um so I guess the final thing I'd love to ask you this is something I do ask all of my guests who come onto the podcast and I know there's been so many empowering nuggets that you've shared today but what is one final piece of empowering advice you'd love to leave our listeners with that you are deserving Mm. of anything that you desire that your desires are breadcrumbs that are going to help you understand yourself that your success is inevitable and all you have to do is get in the game. That's it. All you've got to do is get in the game. By get in the game, I mean do your inner work. Um, Don't take no for an answer in the sense of like if you want to do something, Mm -hmm. you can do it. Nothing is too unrealistic. I am the perfect example of that. And your success is inevitable. All you have to do is just find ways to expand and get into alignment, expand, get into alignment, expand, get into alignment. That's it. Mm. Yeah. And, and trust yourself, trust yourself, find ways to trust yourself, heal the shit that stops you from trusting yourself, Mm -hmm. get to know yourself. That's all, that's all you ever have to do. Because you have a purpose, what you want matters, your everything is on the other side of of you accepting and embodying that and pursuing that. Mm. Jazz, I didn't think it could get any better. (laughs) Every single word that comes out of your mouth is just such a golden nugget that just, I don't know, speaks to me on such a spiritual level. I know that our listeners today are going to absolutely... Um, feel the same about everything you've shared with us and if anyone is feeling really connected to you and drawn to you and wanting to continue to listen or learn from you where can they find you and make sure to plug your podcast because that will banger as well yes so um you can find me on instagram um at jazzbori the podcast is abracadabra with jazzbori we're on spotify itunes all the places um and you can work with me either one-on-one. I actually have one-on-one spots open right now for even if you're like side hustling or whatever, like I don't really care where you're at in your business. 
all I care about is that you have a clear vision of what you want. Um, that's who I work with one-on-one. Uh, and I have spots open now. So if you want to jump into that, you totally can. And that's for spiritual business coaching. Mm-hmm. And um, I also have my membership too. So if you wanted to like start, you have no idea about astrology, but you're really ambitious and you're spiritual, go hang out in the Star Society. It's only like $88 a month and you get like literally so much shit. Like it's crazy how much stuff you get in there. <laughs> like it's nuts. Um, and yeah, we do all the astrology teaching. There's a whole course on astrology inside that, that you can take, like it's, it's massive. And we're opening spots. We're opening re-enrollment for that at the end of the month too. So, um, just come DM me if you vibe with me and you want to work together and you're not sure how we can always chat, but yeah, jazz boring Instagram podcast for all the things. Um, and yeah, come hang out. Amazing. Well, jazz. Thank you so much for your time, your energy, your presence today. I will be sure to put all of those links into the episode description so that everyone can find you and continue to connect and consume from you um, because you are amazing. I've absolutely loved this conversation. It's been so much fun and I'm so glad we finally had the opportunity to jump on and record it. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me and um, love you and love all your people. And this has been great. So thank you. So that's a wrap on another episode of the Empower With Them podcast. If you want more from me, then make sure you come say hi over on Instagram at Empower With M and let me know your thoughts on this episode. And if you love the podcast, then don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review to help us grow this platform. Now, before you go, I'm going to leave you with one final question to sit with and take action on stepping away from today's episode. How can you go out into the world today and do something small that will empower those around you in some way? Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming along and I'll see you next episode.